0: Hi, this is Big Talk, Michael Glab here. Last week we sat down with the new executive director for Stages Bloomington Theatre Company, Rick Armstrong. Stages is unique in South Central Indiana, as a place for young people to learn about and participate in live theater. Students can learn how to audition for parts and rehearse. They can get practical experience in set design, lighting, costumes, music, marketing, and every other aspect of the theater experience. Stages offers classes, workshops, summer camps, and performance experience, all under professional performance teachers. This week, in part two of our conversation, Rick, a retired Martinsville high school teacher, will fill us in a bit more about the theater company, and then we'll get into precisely who he is. Now, if you missed last week's edition, go to WFHB.org, pull down the programs menu, and select Big Talk. Now, here's the second half of our chat with Rick Armstrong.
1: It's difficult right now because we, we don't have our own space. So there's no headquarters. Not not at the moment. There's no, no Stages skyscraper. So, no, but if somebody wants to donate a, a building for yeah, us, we, we will nice. probably take it. Just, uh, just email me.
0: So where do these things take place?
1: Well, we actually have a very good partnership with some of our area uh, churches. And uh, some of our uh, area performance spaces, First Christian Church has been uh, very gracious. Uh, we have a, a, a small rental agreement with them, and that's where our fall classes will be. Uh-huh. Our summer camps were there, and uh, our rehearsals last spring were also there. In in the past, we've had other other churches that have volunteered spaces, or you know, for a nominal cleaning fee, sometimes they'll they'll say, "Hey, yeah, you can come and use our space." We will be performing, uh, we're we're kind of leasing a space at the warehouse in April. And then our performances, uh, our our fall performance or December performance and our March performances will be at the Waldron. I noticed that Stages Bloomington Theatre
0: Company is affiliated with or partners with
1: organizations such as Artisan Alley, who else? We have uh, we actually had space in Artisan Alley mm-hmm. until the pandemic, and uh. it became um, unusable, so it, right. we, we couldn't do things in person. We have uh, community partners from uh, the Indiana Arts Commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have had grants from the City of Bloomington, uh, the Brown County Foundation, uh, and I know I'm going to miss several. They are mentioned on our website. Right at the bottom of the page. Right at the bottom of the page. Yeah. So, but we have had very gracious uh, community partners and we have had individual donors who uh, help fund our programs and uh, have helped fund scholarships as well. Uh, One of the things that is kind of near and dear to my heart, I, I really wish we'd had something like this when I was a kid growing up on the west side of Bloomington. We offer scholarships, there are criteria. So, we would not want uh, financial difficulties to stand in the way of a kid doing fabulous things on stage. Even individuals from the community have sponsored students for some of our classes, our production classes in the past, and uh, it's it's really great because it allows students who might not be able to afford the opportunity either financially or because of time limitations, but being able to uh, get these kids into uh, theater classes to discover what they can do. Uh, Because sometimes until you try something, you don't realize that you can actually do it. Sometimes people don't know that they can act until you put a script in their hand and have them start moving and then, oh wait, I can actually do this.
0: Rick Armstrong, executive director of Stages Bloomington Theater
1: Company. How did this thing come about? In 1998, a group of people came together to form what became Bloomington Music Works. Uh Uh-huh. And they performed light opera and musical theater. Were these adults or kids? These were adults. Oh, okay. These were adults. Uh, It was actually founded by Brian Samarja, my husband, They did Gilbert and Sullivan and uh, some other light opera. In the 1999 season, they did A Little Red Riding Hood. They even went on to do things like Gypsy, uh, the musical. And they worked with a variety of people from uh, adults to uh, some youth. Uh, We did do some uh, shows with high school students.
0: But there was no
1: focus on young people? No. I joined Bloomington Music Works in 2004. So uh, 2004, we actually uh, had a season of uh, light operas that we performed in the Waldron upstairs. I helped out with lighting and set construction and things of that nature. And then in 2005, uh, 2005, 2006, we started looking at some other types of performances. We had uh, someone join the board who was very youth-oriented mm-hmm. and youth theater-oriented. We were actually came together with these people through a production of A Mall and the Night Visitors. It's a great sh- short opera. This particular performance we did at First Christian Church in the sanctuary. I had been doing a production of The Sound of Music and had cast two children in roles, and one of them happened to be mm-hmm. his mother was the, the woman who was uh, now approaching the board about doing more youth theater. And so I took two of the, we took two of the kids from The Sound of Music and uh, Tony Pinella and Molly Will, and they actually did a, a couple of songs f- before the performance of A Mall in the Night Visitors. And that would have been in December, I think, of 2005. That little performance of a couple of numbers from Susicle actually was the birth of Stages Bloomington.
0: So at a certain point, you said, heck, let's go in this direction. You even changed the name.
1: Right. Now, we got to the point where um, we were involved in other projects, yeah. and we both left as it was transitioning from Bloomington Music Works into stages. We yeah. kind of turned over the keys, so to speak, and uh, let other people take it and and run and really form stages out of Bloomington Music Works.
0: And now here we are. We're talking about 16 years, 17 years yes. as stages. I knew none of this. I wonder how many people do and do well, I guess we're going to let them know right now. What do
1: you think, Rick? I think that's a great idea. I would I would venture to say that Stages Bloomington is probably one of Bloomington's best-kept secrets. I mean, especially since we have been doing youth-oriented theater since 2006. A lot of people still don't know that we're here. Stages Bloomington Theater Company has done, in
0: those years, mm-hmm. about 35 fully staged musicals and plays. yes that's ambitious oh yeah that comes down to about two a year just one a year would be too much work for me for God's sakes <laughs> you people in theater you you people have energy
1: yeah and then we go to sleep for a very <laughs> short period of time at weird times of the day and and then get up and do it all over again
0: i suppose a lot of coffee is uh is passed
1: around oh definitely that that is the lifeblood of the theater Yep, I've had my half pot this morning already. So, <laughs> but our our goal really is to do three to four performances in a, a performance classes in a um, kind of a, a fall spring semester. Much of your adult life, maybe most of your adult most of life, my adult
0: life. Yes, you were, and I'm sure you've heard this before. Don't hit me over the head for this. You were the Walter White. Of Martinsville
1: High (laughs) School. And why do I say that? Because I was the chemistry teacher. (laughs) No meth involved. Oh, you bet. And (laughs) and I bet people ask you that a hundred times. All the time. When they find out um, that you're a chemistry teacher, you either get, there are about three different responses. Oh, I absolutely hated chemistry. (laughs) like, thank you. Or, oh, I really loved chemistry. Great. Yeah. Or, do you know how to make meth? So, um, All right, wait, before you go any further, <laughs> why would people hate chemistry? Uh, that, that's a great question. Most people, when I ask them, you know, like, why did you hate chemistry? One of two things. Either it was really hard, uh-huh. and, and chemistry can be difficult, or they didn't, what's the good way to say this? Perhaps they didn't connect with their instructor well.
0: So when did you start teaching chemistry over
1: at Martinsville? You're Actually, you're asking me how old I am, is, is what, what you're asking. Well, uh, I, I assume
0: you're <laughs> about uh,
1: 29. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Yes, yeah. I started teaching chemistry as an infant um, <laughs> in, in 1990.
0: Well, what's the first love, chemistry or theater?
1: I, I'm kind of an odd chemistry teacher. I wanted to be a teacher and trying to figure out what to teach. I wasn't sure. Uh And how
0: old are you when you're thinking uh,
1: this? This was was probably my junior, senior year in high school. So I was trying to decide what what to do. I absolutely loved chemistry. I loved it, and I really connected with my chemistry teacher. She was just an incredibly intelligent and talented woman, and uh, I just – I adored her. I really did, and I thought, I can do this. I can teach chemistry. That would be a good thing to teach. And when I was going through IU, uh, they said, okay, well, that can be your major, and you have to have a minor. Okay, so let's do math. And then I got down to the end of my my studies at IU. And they said, you know, if you take one more or two more biology classes, we can give you a biology license as well. And it's like, okay, let's do it. Wow! And so, um, and actually when I started teaching uh, at Martinsville, it was, I took over for a teacher uh, teaching biology. And so my first classes at Martinsville were biology. And my very last class as I retired was a biology class. So those were my bookends with a bunch of chemistry in the middle. So where does theater come in, come into it? So where, because, does, where does theater come yeah, into it? Yeah, you were involved
0: with Martinsville High School Theater.
1: Yes, I actually helped uh, bring uh, right at 90 productions to stage at Martinsville. And that's just actual performance, uh, student performances. That doesn't include all of the uh, uh, other things that I helped put on the stage at Martinsville. I was a choir kid. In, in middle school, in high school, in grade school, I loved choir. My father is a minister. And when we moved uh, to Morgantown uh, from Bloomington, there was a piano in, our, in the house where we lived. And I took piano lessons, learned to play the piano, but kept singing and actually you know, did the standard little middle school plays at Christmas and and holiday shows, things like that. And then uh, in high school, I got my first experience of being in a, a Broadway musical. Uh, we did *The Music Man*, and I was the baritone in the barbershop quartet. And because I went to Indian Creek High School, which was at that time much smaller than it is now, we had a limited number of students, so. It was basically everything was an all-hands-on deck. Uh, if you were in the show, you painted scenery, you helped get costumes, you helped set lights, you did everything. And I just started building the, this little set of skills of things that I could do. And then when I started at Martinsville, actually student taught there and and assisted a little bit with a production of The Sound of Music. And then when I came back to teach, I went to the auditorium one day and um, – volunteered to help with, I asked the drama teacher, what do you need? You know, I can help with something. And Wait a minute, didn't you want to go home? Didn't you say I've had a long enough day, I want to get the heck out of here? Uh, well, no, okay. I guess, but no, no. I was like, I need to get involved, let's get involved. And so I asked, what, what can I do? And she said, go talk to the guy who's building sets and who actually happened to be also a science teacher And we hit it off and he said, I have small kids, why don't you just take this over after this year? So I started building sets and then started directing my own productions with students. And then eventually as people left and retired and moved and uh, I ended up taking over the vast majority of the theater program. So we were doing uh, a musical a fully staged musical, which I would work with the music department, the choir director, the band director, the orchestra director. We all worked together um, doing those. And then we would do two um, non-musical straight plays uh, each year. So we were doing three productions and pretty much I would teach chemistry all day and then spend all evening and part of the night in the theater and then go home and grade papers and get up and start it all over again the next day. It it, that's easier to do when when you're in your (laughs) twenties. I've never been one of those people who just worked out of one side of their brain. Mm -hmm. You know, some people are so left-brained that they 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 can't think. Picking colors of paint would be a nightmare for them because there's no black and white one, (laughs) two, three answer. Yes, and then there are people who are on the other side of their brain where. Everything is a color. You know, what is number one? Oh it's red, but you know, they, they are constantly in that vein, and I'm right in the middle. Mm. I am one of those people that my brain fires on both sides, sometimes not always well, but it fires on both sides. So for me, really thinking about theater and applying principles of mathematics and chemistry in theater, which we're doing stage effects. One of my favorite activities was I, I had students who were big super math kids and we were building something and we would set a chalkboard back in the scene shop and literally use trig to calculate the angles of our cuts. Wow. So that we would build what we were building at the right angle, the right inclination. Quite frankly, in a lot of ways, theater does that because it pulls together English. It pulls together language arts. It pulls together math. It pulls science. The music. It it, it really theater encapsulates all of that. Uh, a fully fledged theater program. You can learn so much. Not just how to build a set, but but practical applications as well. You know, and and lighting design is also incident angles and how big the circle is when it hits the stage and at what inclination to get the right light in the right spot, percentages of transmission of lights. Uh-huh. Because if you put a gel or a color in front of it, how much of the light is absorbed and how much of it is transmitted. Uh, and I used principles of that in teaching uh, AP chemistry. When, when we talk about color absorption with solutions, That that's all what that is. It's applications of those same kind of things. And, and even if you go back into the history of theater, the term limelight yes. literally comes from burning calcium oxide. Right. Mm-hmm. Or lime. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we know a little bit about lime
0: here in this neck of the woods. Yes, we do. Now, speaking of necks of the woods, mm-hmm. we're in Bloomington. And you know that a lot of people who live here in Bloomington have this idea about Martinsville. They think that it's like one of the capitals of the Confederate States of America or the headquarters
1: of the Ku Klux Klan. Is that fair or not? You were there. Actually, no, it is not. It's, it's kind of this weird dichotomy for me because I am a Bloomington native. My parents went to Bloomington High School the old Bloomington High School. Yeah, the one that burned down. The one that burned down, yep. right? And so oddly enough, it, this is a, a odd story. When I f- accepted my job at Martinsville, uh, I went home and told my mom. It's like, okay, I've taken this job. And my mom looked me in the eye and said, how? How can you go and teach for the enemy? Wow. <laughs> if you think in the 60s, when my parents were in school, the rivalry, the sports rivalry between Martinsville oh. and Bloomington was was incredible. That, that rivalry, that sports rivalry was her basis of that. But being from Bloomington and then, and then uh, having lived for a while in Martinsville and having taught in Martinsville for 32 years, what people think about Martinsville, there are probably some tiny truths to that. But in my experience, by and large, that is not Martinsville. It, it's, it's an odd way to have to think about it, but sometimes they, the, the people of Martinsville have to fight their own odd prejudice hmm. because people assume, oh, you're from Martinsville or you're associated with Martinsville, you're this way. And that is not true. Yeah. Uh, some of the most wonderful, beautiful, helpful, intelligent people Again, Martinsville is kind of an odd, an odd duck, because <laughs> you have uh, you have this big mix of people. You have people who are university professors for IU. You have people who are uh, board members at Eli Lilly. You have judges. You have lawyers. You have learned people who all come together with people who are not as educated or as well informed and yet it works together that being said it's it's not always easy but i i think that uh people have given martinsville a bad name obviously i wouldn't have stayed there for 32 years if if it were a painful environment or a, a uh, non welcoming environment. They didn't send you out of town with tar and feathers. No, no, no rails involved. I wasn't <laughs> ridden out of town on a rail. So, uh, and and actually, I think if you look at the high school uh, students, um, I worked with uh, the Gay Straight Alliance, uh, mm-hmm. which we renamed last year as just the Alliance to make it a little more inclusive. And we would have fairly large groups would come together every uh, couple of weeks. And we would talk about issues that are affecting them and how how they can be better citizens as representatives of that group. We just have some students who just have just phenomenal ideas and are just so interested in making a difference in the world that uh, it, it made it really worthwhile getting up and going to work every day.
0: Once again, we're talking with the brand new executive director of Stages Bloomington Theatre Company. His name is Rick Armstrong, and again, Stages Bloomington Theatre Company is oriented towards young people, as young as kindergarten age, for goodness sake. Exactly. And all the way up to freshmen in college. Mm-hmm. Teaching them the wonders, the beauty, the practical benefits of theater. Yes, that's our goal. Now, speaking of theater, you, I see, have done
1: some work at the Shawnee Theater over in Green County. Yes, I spent a summer at Shawnee. I was involved in five out of the six productions. Uh Well, actually, when you're at Shawnee for the summer, again, it's an all-hands-on deck. Everybody helps strike a set and move in the new set for for the show. I actually was on stage in three performances. I was in The Odd Couple. I did The Fantastics. That show is... It's great because the story is simplistic, Mm -hmm. and the story touches everyone from from any angle. And uh, it's a very sweet story. And, and it just, it stages so beautifully. And it has everything that you want from musical theater. There's There are fight scenes. There are sad <laughs> scenes. There are happy scenes. There are, you know, goofy things. Um, and it just, it has like a little bit of everything in it. Do you have a favorite moment on stage? I was in a production of Cinderella. Mm-hmm. And I was playing the prince. We were a slightly older <laughs> cast of, of Cinderella, but uh, I was playing the prince. And we decided to work this trick where uh, the prince was on actually on the level of the audience. And Cinderella or the fairy godmother walked out behind from the curtain. And without looking, we just had to toss Cinderella's shoe in the air about 10 feet behind me up on the stage to the fairy godmother who caught it every night wow and so that's speaking <laughs> of physics getting it in the right spot and yeah that's that's one of those moments that's 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 just great it's so how, how many fun. times did you have to rehearse that to get it right not as many as you think I, I think we got it on maybe the 10th or 11th try really and then every night after that it was we were on yeah, but here's the funny thing. This is theater, right? Right. And you could practice
0: something 20 times a day when there's nobody in the audience. Oh yeah. But when there's a big full audience and the adrenaline is running, your energy, your hair is standing straight on end, that toss might be a little different.
1: But that's uh, that, that I think is the wonder of practice. Uh-huh. Because if you if everybody's in the right spot at the right time, yeah. And everybody does it the same way every time. It it lands. Now it doesn't always land. <laughs> you know, we've had moments where people were supposed to be doing on stage, uh, changing pieces of costume, and things get stuck in their microphones, and oh. you know those kind of things happen. Yeah. Um. And you can't you can't prepare for everything, but if you've been if you've rehearsed well and you know what you're doing, even when those odd things happen. For, for example, I was directing a, a, a performance of uh, Arsenic and Old Lace. Uh-huh. This was high school. The, the high school, they did a phenomenal job. It's the only time in anything that I've done, they literally had the show down. Each performance was within uh, 15 seconds of the other performances.
0: Shawnee Theater, Martinsville High School. Now you're here in Bloomington, you're running as the new executive director, Stages Bloomington Theater Company. What, what can young people gain from theater?
1: When a student is looking at, at at being involved in theater, there are so many things that can just come from it. They They make new friends, and sometimes those are lifelong friends. They learn a craft or a skill, We've seen people's confidence just build from the timid, you know, the timid, I can't really do this, and they talk really quietly, to in a couple of years, they're actually out there in, in a supporting or a leading role and just singing the house down. They gain confidence. They gain, a, a, I think, a real appreciation of the art form, and I think they become better audience members themselves. And we are trying to also build the next generation of theater patrons because if you understand what goes on to happen, you know, what has to happen to make a show, get to the stage, I, I think people are more apt to help sponsor or help provide the, the wherewithal to get that to happen for the people who come after them.
0: For the listeners who want to get a little more information, who want to get involved, who want to perhaps help their kids get involved,
1: where do they go? Well, if they go to our website, which is stagesbloomington, that's all one word, stagesbloomington.org, there is all kinds of information on our website. Uh, they can also go to the the same website and sign up for our newsletter, uh-huh. which comes out at least once a month, sometimes a couple times a month, uh, because we are getting ready for our production of 13 that goes up in December. Also on our website, stagesbloomington.org, there is an interest survey. So if you would like to volunteer or are interested in some of our paid staff positions or paid teachers, whether it be creative dramatics classes or our performance classes or our summer camps, fill out that survey and let us know that you're out there. Stages calls itself the only theater company of its kind in South Central Indiana. That is true. We are really the only truly youth-oriented theater uh, company of its kind in, in this part of the state. Just in July of 2022, Rick Armstrong
0: was named the new executive director of Stages Bloomington Theatre Company. Rick, thanks so much for being on Big Talk. Well, thank you for
1: having me.